0: Hey Gerald, how's it going,
1: man? How are you? How are you guys doing? Welcome. Doing
0: good. Doing good. We're Robot and the Bear podcast. With me, Luke Chu, and Eric Nakamura, and our guest uh, Gerald Powell. Yep. Uh, Episode sixty-two. Episode sixty-two. Episode sixty-two. And um, yeah, like I'm, am still kind of um, dealing with this, um, like letting people know that we're not sure. Yeah.
2: So Gerald. What happened last week? <laughs> what happened? Gerald Powell's a virologist uh Hello. and uh he was a, he's able to tell us a little bit about um what really happened as far as you can tell. Um well, we know we know Mr. Trump uh contracted uh you know SARS. <laughs> yeah, SARS
0: cov 2 he, he got the
2: Chinese virus?
0: Yeah, he's got the kung flu.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well yeah he got it unless he faked it but
0: you know i don't know well okay well let's let's there's a lot of like interesting things going on with um the events of last week and this week and i i think you know the big question that like you know has you know been kind of you know hovering overall this is like what is the most reasonable timeline for a virus like this so um,
1: so the timeline is highly variable so typically when you get infected it takes you about 3 probably 4 days before you have any symptoms
0: right and he was dev- he available. was showing symptoms by friday right
1: Well, no, Friday 1 a.m. is when they officially announced it. So he must have had symptoms on Thursday. And apparently he was tested on Thursday. That's what some of the reports say. Right. And then they had the White House physician say on Saturday that this this thing had been going on for 72 hours. And then he backtracked and misspoke because – and he said he misspoke because – it was seventy-two hours. Then they probably knew Wednesday.
0: Do you think they knew? Uh, now, like you know, one of the we we had I I posted something on my uh fi- my personal Facebook page, and you had um commented uh about it. Um, and this I think you know I don't remember exactly what it was, but you kind of like sketched out a a, a general timeline of like. You know when he you know like you think he might have been infected and when like you know he should be developing symptoms and it was kind of dead on because you said like within 24 to 48 hours he should be showing symptoms and lo and behold by friday afternoon or you know he you know symptoms were and then i posted this on like as soon as i find found out thursday evening
1: um everybody you found out thursday evening is like basically like what Officially, it was like 1 a.m. Eastern Standard uh, Time. Eastern Standard Time. So for us, it was like 10 p.m. or so that we right. all, like, whoa, what's going on there?
0: Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Like, uh, social media exploded.
1: Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then, I like, so like, if, if you track back, okay, so it's basically, so then it's basically, you know, so the beginning of the week or last week at some time.
0: But mm-hmm. it also depends
1: on how much you get and how long it takes for things to show up. So everybody's thinking that uh, something that happened on the, in the White House on last Saturday right. and that was and, and they saw a large number of people so you have a White House cluster a classic right. White House cluster
0: and that was uh, and the I, announcement
1: where you actually had uh, yeah basically like the the Supreme Court candidate
0: right
1: and a lot of these people were unmasked and they were both indoors and outdoors so this But they were sitting relatively close unmasked so you don't know whether they got infected outside or inside i mean outside and inside the if you're like outdoors i mean statistically speaking and that's on average and and aggregate you're 20 times less likely to get infected it doesn't mean you cannot get infected especially if you're like like whispering into somebody's face or just screaming into somebody's face you know the chances of you infected are going to be high Regardless right. of indoor or outdoor. It's just like that with, outdoor... Like
0: bodily contact, hugging, all those yeah, mean, things. Yeah, I
1: mean, you can see from the videos that all of that was going on. Yes. So, so, you know, but I mean, that's probably, you know, I think it's probably less of a factor because we are now know that it's like where the virus grows really well. And the mm-hmm. virus grows really well in your nose and the nasal epithelium, which is basically the The mucous membranes inside your nose where you get your smell Mm -hmm. and also your throat, Mm -hmm. those places it grows really well. So that's probably where it has to start. So anything that you breathe in will land there. And that's so like that's a good landing pad for the virus to grow. And if you have Mm -hmm. like large numbers, then it's going to grow faster. If you have small numbers, it's going to grow slower. I mean, that's uh, that's how it works. And then, um, oh, and also like it. It might land many times, not just once. Right. So, I mean, it seems like everybody is like, so that's, I think it's like, you know, that that's the first. And then it's like, I think you might actually have two cycles of infection. So the people, are, when you're most infectious, mm-hmm. is before you get symptoms. So probably like Wednesday or so, like Tuesday, Wednesday is when the president was most infectious. I don't know when. The other people were most infectious, but there was basically you probably had a whole bunch of people that were very infectious around that time. So So,
0: so how how, how does that work, though? Because that's that's kind of that kind of in my eyes, that kind of defies like logic, because like, you know, when you are showing symptoms, you're coughing, you're sniffling, uh you're like doing like I would imagine you're like you're literally just producing particulate. You know, yeah. and um, well, but you're saying that you're actually more infectious before that, yeah. So, this is like the
1: funny thing about this virus. So, if we I'll, I'll backtrack now and the lessons we know about flu. So, the thing that we studied a lot before, and we know flu really well a flu that is very transmissible is upper respiratory tract. So, if it's upper respiratory tract, it's your nose, your throat. You know the upper part of your lung, you like the bronchial stuff. You know, it's basically then, and you cough the stuff out, and then it transmits really well because of the upper respiratory tract. So you have higher, large amounts of virus up up there, and you transmit it. But if it's upper respiratory tract, you know, you, you you like your regular flu, you get sick for a few days and then you recover, and you don't get severely sick. The viruses that get severely, that make you severely sick, like the 1918 flu. Or like the, the bird flu, like this H5N1 that people were afraid of that, that, occasionally people got infected with that was very severe. And, you know, a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. That is lower respiratory. So deep in your lungs. So the deep in your lungs is very severe, mm-hmm. but it doesn't transmit very well because it's deep in your lungs. So it's hard for you to cough it out and get it out to this thing. Right. Now come SARS CoV 2. So SARS CoV 2 is doing something completely different it's growing very well in your nose and in your throat, not causing many symptoms. So you're spreading it very well. And later on, it infects your lung deep inside. And then the problem of the infection in the lung is not the virus seems to be that is causing the major problem, is your immune response to the virus that's in your lung that makes you sick. So you get very sick later on, Because of your immune system reacting to the virus, rather than the virus itself doing all the damage, so that's a very different thing. Mm. So it's like, you know, all the all the lessons that we had, you know, some of the lessons that we had from flu are applicable. Some of the lessons we had from the flu are not applicable. This thing is its own thing, and its own thing. And also like the old um, the SARS one, the SARS one was basically um, deeper the lung. It didn't get it it grew, you know, it's like it was doing much better, deeper in the lung, and made people really sick, and actually much more sick than this one. but Like one third of the people died, or something like that.
2: You look a little bit. You looked a little bit delighted explaining this this thing.
1: <laughs> oh, is like you know, it's like the the delight of a scientist. Like actually, oh, this is kind of cool that we understand. You know, it's basically like. Now we understand this thing actually makes sense. So that's kind of, I'm delighted in that
2: sense. Oh. Okay, you look so. kind of happy. You're like, well, this one can do this, and it does that, but then it fucks you up later. You look so excited. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds awful. It it's, like, <laughs> it's like right. bad news, bad news, bad news. Okay, so into context, like we were talking about, Um, uh, I guess we no one knows where he got it exactly, right? It's probably from one of the staffers maybe, or something like that.
1: I mean, in, in theory, I think it's like, if you if you were to sequence everybody's virus, it's very possible you could trace them.
2: Oh wow!
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, you could actually trace like this virus is identical to this one. Mm-hmm. So okay, they must have had some transmission between them, or in in between person.
2: So you've you've watched all of the um, media. I'm sorry, not the media. The doctors uh, speak out about you know, all the press conferences. You've probably seen all of those, correct?
1: More or less, I think I saw at least. Do you
2: know of any of those guys or have you heard of any of them?
1: Oh, no. and that's like one of the things that's crazy. So, that, that, that the White House physician is a DO, he's not an MD.
2: Okay, what's, a a, what's a DO?
1: He's a doctor of osteopathy.
2: What's that he's like not. a foot doctor?
1: Osteopathy, like a holistic medicine or something like that. I mean, it's like when people used to do phrenology and things like that. I mean. Oh. Most people were not consider them. Um, I mean, actually, there is no... There, I think there's 30-some osteopathic schools in the United States. They're generally... They're, none of them are research universities. They're not considered to be like the best doctors in terms of... I mean, they probably received adequate training. And there was a heavily lobbied for them to be medically accredited, I think, in the 1950s and 1960s, so they could actually practice medicine, but, um, but yeah, it's like, that's not, it's like when people want to go to med school, you don't want to go, you generally don't want to go to become a doctor of osteopathic medicine. You want to become a doctor of allopathic medicine or like an MD, right?
0: Wow. And it's like,
1: his doctor's a DO. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of strange. You know, why did they pick to have a DO as a white house physician?
2: Is, is he only there for, uh, do you know if he's only there for uh, Trump's presidency, or is he always there? Like, is Yeah,
1: sure. he... I, I read in the New York Times that like he's only been there since 2018.
2: Oh, I see. Wow. So yeah.
0: Sean Connolly is... He's, uh, the...
1: the guy with the
2: short hair that always speaks yeah. first. Yeah. Wow, okay. Because he yeah, wears the it's same... Like,
1: it's a little bit, you know, it's like, I mean, from the people I know, I'm not saying generally, like, the people who go there is because they didn't make it into Mexico and then go to... A DL school to Wow.
2: Uh, so okay, <laughs> that's already yeah, weird.
0: Yeah, Doctor Connolly graduated from Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. Oh, is that is
2: that one of the Trump's colleges? Maybe that's one of his. <laughs> oh, they're not Trump's <laughs> colleges. Nope.
1: I mean, there's like, I think there's a completely different tradition of the medical concept. It's like it's it's more like kind of a touchy-feely kind of. Wow. Uh, also. Mixing chiropractic and and medicine. Hmm.
2: Okay, you so know, that's like, already weird. That's a weird start already. Yeah,
1: no, it's really weird. Like, I, I don't really understand it very well. Why they would pick this guy to be the White House doctor? Well, like, it's,
0: you know, it's, well, you know, you know the the Trump administration has, I, I you know, from my assessment is only interested in people that will toe his line, you know, the, the, yeah. the Donald Trump line, rather yeah. than, you know, the, you know, like give the hard, potentially bad news. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, I never, I, I, when, after, when I heard that Donald Trump was hospitalized and stuff like that, I never went for a second, like really thought to myself, like, Oh, he's like, his life is in danger because there's this, too much like you know well like...
1: i i i well one, one thing is like clear that he was probably in bad shape i mean literally what they did to him is like they threw the kitchen sink mm. you know they try everything and some of the things are like the most surprising thing is the dexamethasone
0: right i was and about it, to ask you about that
1: and the dexamethasone is because the dexamethasone there was a british clinical trial that showed that if you are oxygen and then basically if you get dexamethasone you're 20 percent less likely to die and if you are on a ventilator you know basically you know on a ventilator not just getting oxygen but this artificial breathing that helps you which is the ventilator All right then you're 30 percent less less likely to die if you get dexamethasone but if you get dexamethasone if you have light symptoms is almost certainly going to make you worse because dexamethasone, like all these steroids, like hydrocortisone, but dexamethasone is the strongest one. If you give, um, if you give dexamethasone, it's also immunosuppressant. Right. So for example, if people have autoimmune disease or too strong an immune reaction, you give them dexamethasone because immunosuppressant, but if you're dealing with a virus, immunosuppressant is not what you want. Right. Right. But if, it, if your immune response is too strong, it's gonna as at risk of killing you. Then you hit the, you know, then you hit um, hit it with um, you know, as immunosuppressant, dexamethasone. So for example, people get it for allergic like severe allergic reactions and stuff like that, or asthma, which is also an immune response that you know inappropriate. You use steroids to suppress that. Right. So if he was not seriously sick, nobody in their right mind would give him dexamethasone.
0: Right, or that- unless he was that bad in that bad a shape. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and but
1: I, like and I mean, there are plenty of qualified people from Walter Reed. Right. Right.
0: You know, is Walter Reed like one of like a top institution uh, uh, for uh, medicine?
1: Walter Reed is sort of like the top military institution. Okay. But it's like the the all the government is sort of managed through Walter Reed. Right. Oh, I see. Right, right. Back in the day, I remember, I seen the people from Walter Reed coming to County USC,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um and the people coming to County USC because County USC had the most gunshot wounds anywhere. So in order to them to treat gunshot wounds. It was wow. coming to LA County and then so they the, these military docs would be able to have a chance to see gunshot wounds.
2: Wow. They are coming
1: there and to uh, John Hopkins in Baltimore.
2: Oh, yeah. Probably a lot of gunshots there, too.
1: Yeah, they had a Yeah, run.
2: for sure. There they so, actually
1: had like a different thing. They actually had the, an agreement with the local gangs that it could be treated and then no questions asked. Wow. In exchange, they, they would not bring their turf wars into the hospital.
2: <laughs> wow. So – um. <laughs> So let's let's back up. So we're talking about the news. We on let's just say the next day Friday you saw you saw the press conference. What did you think? Did you think, Oh, he's in worse shape, these doctors are you know, whatever. What did you think in the beginning? Well,
1: my my first guess was that okay, so normally all the drugs that the that Trump received are things that you have to give in the hospital. But since he is the president, they could probably give it somewhere else. So Normally, like remdesivir,
0: that's the other five, drug going to ask you know, about. The
1: drug that uh, that you get, that's a five-day cycle. So you have to get it for five days. So I imagine the first thing they would give to him, because they, it, I'm assuming that they caught it early on, is they would give him remdesivir early and start him on a cycle, and and the drug works best there. Under normal circumstances, if you get anything IV, you have to get in the hospital. So you have to be an inpatient in order to get an IV drug. Hmm. And then, but being the president, I'm sure they can have a IV in the White House, for example. But they, did, they, they didn't say they gave him. So the first thing they say they gave him, they gave him like eight grams of the Regeneron monoclonal antibody mix. So basically this is, what, this is equivalent uh, to the convalescent serum. So basically, you know, if people who recover, People have tried, you know, to take like serum, which is basically the blood without the blood cells, which contains the antibodies, and then put it. but that's something risky because you're taking something from another person if they have some other disease, you know, and it's variable from person to person. So that's not a very reliable, you know, always the same kind of medicine. Mm-hmm. So these companies, like among them Regenera, have developed these so-called monoclonal antibodies. So monoclonal antibodies are antibodies that were basically artificially made. I mean, they come from a natural origin, but you modify them and you grow them in the lab and you make large amounts of them. And in this case, they took not just one antibody, but a mix of several antibodies and then make a medicine that is a mix of different antibodies and inject them eight grams. of it, And that lasts for a relatively long time. So a typical antibody treatment is that like you get one shot, and then it lasts for um, several weeks. So,
2: oh, wow. you know, so he got days. that probably right away, right? Thursday night?
1: Yeah, that's... I think they mentioned on Friday that
0: he got it on Friday. Oh, okay. He yeah, got it on Friday. And Rondesivir must have started. Is an experimental uh, treatment or is is it the... Everything
1: rendesivir? is, you know, so it's a little bit like... Exper- they're all experimental treatments at this point.
0: Okay, because I, I think Rondesivir is like super experimental, right? Like the most like I I heard on like different news channels too.
1: I mean, both of them are kind of experimental, but it's also like a little bit of a definition. So both of those are like under emergency use authorization. So the FDA gives you permission to use it in an emergency and they consider this situation an emergency. So now there is approval for these things to be used because remdesivir had been used before for Ebola. Mm. Rebdesivir was the Ebola drug. But because the 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 enzyme that allows the 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 virus to copy itself is of the same family, they said, okay, we're gonna use the same thing. It's similar enough, maybe it does something. And it does seem to do something. Not a whole lot, but it does something. Mm. So they're they're giving him that. So but if, if they started on
2: the you Friday? Know,
1: they started maybe? when he, on Friday, when he was in the hospital, they should be giving him for five days in the hospital. So the fact that he left after three days, that means that they must be giving him, you know, counter to normal protocol. The last two days, they had to give it to him in the, in the White House. So the White House must have its own medical suite or something like that. So medical.
2: wouldn't that be today? Um, if, if he got it on Friday, this would be Tuesday, right? Fifth day. Yep. He would have to get out. Yeah. Did you have a reaction when they mentioned he had, like, really slight fevers, then all of a sudden they said high fevers?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the same thing happened with Boris Johnson, right? Like, he was staying at home, and then suddenly, a couple of days later, then he was, had to be brought in the hospital. In the hospital, then he progressed to, to be, you know, intubated. He was in the ICU. And they didn't even mention he was intubated. Just Justin said that he was in the ICU.
0: Oh, he was intubated? i had no idea yeah, yeah he was almost
2: he was almost dead <laughs> right. he he himself said it's like he was 50 50 you
0: know, whether like he he
1: made it or not so oh. you know that's uh you know yeah good. it's good uh yeah. but you know right now it's like i think it's like you you don't know because like for example um it's very difficult to know whether he is okay or not okay. So what happens is that this disease, like what I told you, has two phases. One phase is basically what the virus does to you, which are generally like mild symptoms. And then your vir- your, your, your basically your immune response is supposed to clear the virus, just sort of more or less in like the schedule of a flu. So between five days and seven days, you're supposed to clear this thing if it's, if it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is like the, prob- the next problem comes is like if your immune response is wrong in a way, it's basically attacking your own body, then you get really, really sick. So when people get really sick is from the immune response against the virus, not because of the virus itself. So let's see what happens in the next few days.
2: So do you think, I mean, he's not out of the woods at this point?
1: Well, he probably is, um, he he, he got rid of the virus probably by now, Mm -hmm. but how his immune system is going to react or when the steroids wear off, if he's not keeping up with them, I don't know what's going to happen.
0: You know, one of the things that he had mentioned, uh, I think yesterday and today was that he is feeling better, you know, than he has in 20 years, you know, is that feeling potentially, you know, inspired or by the medication that he is taking, like, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's like, if, let's say we had some kind of, if he had, let's say, uh, joint problems or something like that, mm-hmm. and then he got a big bolus, a big shot of dexamethasone, mm-hmm. he's going to feel like a million bucks.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, because it's also, it's, you know, this, this is anti-inflammatory, and it's also a painkiller. <laughs> it it's basically like a really, really, you know, much more powerful than your Advil or your, you know, or your Aleve.
0: Mm-hmm. It has
1: the sort of the same type of effect, mm. but it's, it's much stronger. The problem is like it, it, it causes other things. So, for example, if you take steroids, it can it can weaken your immune system. You know, it can cause you to retain fluid. You look like bloated.
2: It can affect. You he's know, already got that blood. one. Huh? He's already gotten that one. Yeah, but
0: <laughs>
1: you mean, know, even more and stuff like that. So it's like you know. I don't think I don't think you,
2: can go, you can't go any further than that. So yeah. he's good. He's <laughs> max bloated. Not,
1: it's not is is not innocuous. You know, it's like you. Are, it's, it's basically it's a it's a strong medicine that is appropriate for kind of severe things but uh, it's not something that you should be using a lot of constantly, especially with he, that.
2: He's got three different things, right? Remdesivir. He's got that. I mean, Regeneron. Yeah, Regeneron do they ca- like, do they do anything together? I mean, that's like, a. it sounds just like he's got a lot of medicine in him right now. Yeah.
1: We, we actually were wondering about that too. So like a couple of us were, we discussing one of the things we were discussing, is like we don't know if there's any experience and with this drug interaction between the things that he got, because he also got, Some vitamins, you know, vitamin D that supposedly helps, and they got zinc, and then like, I mean, we don't know how those things interact, because we have, we don't have, we have never had a clinical trial of these things together, and how they interact together. We know that each of them can do something to the virus, but if there's a drug interaction, we essentially don't know that. Hmm. oh and the kind of thing is like this was kind of like a big experiment an experiment on the president
0: do you think (laughs) do you think any actual md in um like and walter reed would actually like prescribe those things to him or that do you think maybe he used his presidential charisma to convince, like, you know, um, the, the position. I think it's to... like, it,
1: it's possible that somebody, you know, prescribed this thing. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm sure, I, you know, what I think probably would happen is like, okay, they called around probably to the regenerative people They says, have we had any cases before of people getting from remdesivir together with, uh, you know, with the monoclonal antibodies? And were they okay? And then it's like, were there enough cases of that that they actually, so if somebody was like, let's say in the ICU and is not going to make it, you know, they're not going to make it. So you try everything under those yeah. circumstances. And I said, okay, we have this, is, this is going wrong. Let's try and put it these thick, combine these things. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And then see if they, how, how did these people do? Do you observe anything? But so it's going be a very few cases. It's not going to be like something like a rigorous clinical trial, but it's just like asking your buddy who works in the ER or in the ICU. And says like, Hey, have you done this before? And were those people okay? You know, kind of like that. And it's, it's going to be based on anecdotal evidence of any at all. So, so they said, did the other people receive this kind of regimens and they were okay. And then, because the rarest drug is the monoclonal antibody remdesivir has been uh, around a little bit longer, they have tried it on more people. And now the question is basically, um, you know, the, the, the rarest drug, which is the monoclonal anti antibody mix of Regeneron is that they were going to ask, okay, the docs that tried it, did they try this other stuff together too? And then, you know, I think it was probably something like that. They probably just went asking around. Wow. wow. otherwise it would be completely irresponsible.
2: Did you see him on video and they showed close ups of him breathing and it looked like he was having a hard time breathing?
1: Yeah, but I don't pay too much attention to these things because it's like uh you could stage anything. It's not so yeah, it's um uh, yeah, they could have given a cough suppressant, they could have done, you know, they could have put in like um uh, on oxygen the entire time before and then they started letting him talk after sitting on oxygen for like an hour or two. I mean, all kinds of things that you can do just if you want to put up a show, which he seems to like, like going out with the Secret Service people. Right.
0: I wanted to ask you about that. Like, you you mentioned, like, you know, that the, you know, I guess the, by then the viral um, count in his body would have gone down because he was, already, he was at that point where he was feeling like the symptoms.
1: Well, no, no, the, the viral load, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's shedding virus now.
0: You think he's infectious right now?
1: He's definitely infectious now.
0: Like, so was he seriously endangering the people that were right?
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. And also because he was wearing a surgical mask. He was not wearing N95.
0: Right. He was just wearing a piece uh, of cloth over his face.
1: He was wearing basically like a surgical mask. So surgical mask efficiency is about 70 some percent. So... I mean, he is he's spewing the stuff. Uh, what, what you could see from the, the person sitting in the right front seat, he was right. wearing a
0: face shield and... And, and
1: uh, basically sorry. he was wearing a, basically a mask. But you're in this small car and, you know, early on we knew that a lot of the people who got infected were like in taxis or Uber oh. drivers. So that's basically, you're in a small space, you're breathing the same air, you're talking probably, that's a recipe for getting people infected. I
0: mm-hmm. mean, we
1: didn't know it back then. Right. Uh, through those observations, those we know now that this is.
2: Wouldn't that Wouldn't that car have like the greatest filtration? And wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Um. Doesn't matter. Have some kind of a barrier, maybe between the front and back seats. You know, like. Oh a- yeah,
1: it's like yeah, that would help if they actually had a barrier. Yeah. It may. I don't know. The air was like. But
0: I don't think.
2: I would think that that, that thing. It could be sub it could be submerged in water and he'd probably live for like three days or something, right? I, I
0: think that I mean like I'm <laughs> is between not- the, the front
1: and the back, right? Yeah. You know, was there somebody else in the back with him?
2: I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean Either the, way. the
1: images they show is basically just from that side, from the right yeah. side of the car. And right. then you can only see him. And you can see those like bulletproof glass. The the mm-hmm. the the window of the of that suburban was substantially smaller than a regular suburban window. Right. Right?
2: Yeah. You know,
1: and then it's like, and the guy in front, basically, um, he, you could see him,
2: and you'd assume there must be a driver. And you just saw the fear in his face. But
0: yeah.
2: (laughs) He was just like, I'm getting it.
1: He must must be trying to hide that fear and some of that pretend, you know, okay. So
2: So what's Trump's timetable as, as of now? So. Roughly.
1: Roughly. So I think it's like right now is, you know, through the middle of the week, like he, let's see if he has an immune response. I think that's the, that's the, that's the key thing to see if there is a inappropriate immune response that's going to happen. So th- you see, there's like a lot of people um in early on in the reports in China, you had people who got sick and then they recover and they feel a lot better. And then soon after they feel better, they get a lot worse and they die. So, you know, and that's because you recover from the actual virus. You clear the virus, but even when you clear the virus, your immune response still keeps going on on its own, even without the virus. Mm. And then you collapse from that.
2: So do things like uh, him taking uh, remdesivir or uh, just the different drugs he's taken can that actually affect the latter portion? I mean, after he clears the virus, will these still help him into, you know, when the thing gets so, down into his belly? <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so for example, you know? so, so the, the Regeneron monoclonal antibodies and the Remdesivir only work on the virus itself. So okay. after uh-huh. the virus is gone, you know, then it's like probably those actually do absolutely nothing. You know, mm. but then it's like the dexamethasone is gonna, if there's an inappropriate immune response, then the dexamethasone is gonna be the main thing that's gonna rely on to suppress that immune system.
2: Mm.
1: So that would be like, uh, I mean, like the, I think there was an interesting case uh, also last week of a 19 year old college student who died. I don't know whether you guys saw that.
0: No, no. Is,
2: uh, I heard of it. I heard the, health, the healthy guy yeah yeah super, super healthy, healthy guy. guy yeah
1: yeah a super healthy guy yeah so he yeah. he basically he got sick, he went home, you know recovered, went back to school, and then went back to school, and suddenly he died after he recovered, and then it's like and the and the and the what happened is basically something happened to his brain, we don't know exactly what happened to his brain, but it's very possible what happened to him in his brain' and like He got the immune response, the immune response took care of this thing. And then as uh, of the virus, the virus is gone. And then as the immune response ramps up and then maybe it made some antibody against something in your brain and then he died. The other possibility is that the virus came back. The virus was not completely gone. The virus came back and started infecting the brain and died from the infection in the brain. Are brain infections that Common in, with the,
0: with SARS-CoV-2,
1: yeah, it's like it seems to be that um, that is very common for people to lose their sense of smell and taste, right. and that's from you know nerve cells, right? You know, and people, at least in the lab, have shown that if you make these mini brains called organoids, they are infected very well by the coronavirus so they can you know basically so neurological symptoms from sars-cov-2 are a thing that we've known very early on they happen we don't know they vary a lot between people so we don't know how severely people are infected this is this is one thing the other thing that is like um that is coming up as important is heart damage so basically for example they actually had all those uh college football players which had COVID. And afterwards, they show that at least 30% of them have myocarditis. They have damage in the heart. So this may not be that big of a deal now when they're, you know, 20 year olds in college. But this may come up to haunt them that they might get a heart attack when they're in their 40s, instead of getting a heart attack in the 70s. So, you know, many years down the line, we could have all these people who recovered, having heart problems, you know, further down the lines, you know, with CHF and stuff like that, you know, heart failure, you know, progressive heart failure, um, coming up like later on, because the heart, as opposed to any, uh, as many other organs, it never regenerates. Your cardiomyocytes and your heart tissue has no capacity to regenerate. So for example, when you are, um, when you have a heart attack, what happens is that like a little patch on your heart gets killed, and then what happens is that like it gets substituted by scar tissue, and it's basically like collagen that makes up so it's that scar tissue. But that scar tissue means that you don't have a hole in your heart; it's substituted by this scar tissue, and then, um, but that thing doesn't contract, so it's not muscle that can contract. Oh. So it has no function. So your heart becomes weaker and weaker after everything. Oh,
2: that sounds awful. Well, that's like, I, thanks for that. That's a really great image. I mean, the way I explained it is really great. I, I've never heard that before, and that's it sounds awful.
1: Actually, when you smile
2: it, bigger, Gerald, you did a great job just now. Oh, yeah. Science is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's awful. Okay, but anyways, actually, if you, if you now actually, I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you look at the heart of somebody, you know, at a you know, in an autopsy, you can actually see how many heart attacks this person had. You count the patches of gray. So the heart itself is dark red, but mm-hmm. if you have like a, if you had a heart attack, we have patch of dark uh, of grayish material, and each grayish patch
0: is a heart attack, basically. Wow! I had no idea. About so that. so that so
2: right now, uh, possibly uh, the SARS-CoV-2 uh, is actually causing damage to your heart. Is that what they're saying?
0: Is it like but, scarring the heart? Yeah, or is that
2: what's going on?
1: It's scarring. Like any any type of, of damage in the heart is irreversible, mm-hmm.
2: because so the heart scarring.
1: once you are once you're you're born and grow up and it develops into like an adult, you don't have any new heart cells
0: ever in your life. Mm. You know, are you sure about that? Like, you know, I mean what's that st- they say that like every cell replaces itself after seven it years? It replaces
1: with material, but it doesn't replace the, it doesn't replace the cell. If the cell is gone, it's gone. It's like the same as the brain. Except for like a very small amount of cells that are responsible for the their sense of smell. And then uh in one of the memory areas called hippocampus and like this area called dentic gyrus, mm-hmm. there is no there is no adult neurogenesis. At substantial numbers so it's basically
0: okay. that yeah because i think i saw an article somewhere just recently talking about like you know because like you know, i've heard that like the, the saying that like the brain like you know you you know you, you got what you got and like that's it you know but like then like they're saying like uh, i think there was some research, <clears> research throat> where throat> they found that like some yeah. brain cells do reproduce but yeah, guess- yeah
1: actually uh, actually the, my the uh, my neighbor in the in the in the lab of many years um, the actually who now is the president of the salt, he mm. is famous for finding um these so called neural stem cells with with the basically adult neural stem cells where the where the brain cells reproduce to a certain extent, but the proportion and the places where it reproduces is minuscule compared to the total amount, so it's never going to regenerate everything mm. it's like it's basically it's not like you know salamanders where you can actually cut off their spinal cord and then a, a couple of weeks it'll grow it back. Or you right. can grow like half the brain, cut it off, and then in six months it'll grow the, the missing part of the brain up, back. Right. I mean, it's not that kind of thing. You have a few cells that reproduce. You have a few cells that, um, but the the type of things that they make is very restricted. The places where it actually acts is very restricted. So it's, it's basically like the majority of things that happen, you cannot you cannot rely on this system because as a concept, yes, okay, there are some cells that reproduce, but it's never gonna be enough to do something. It's the same thing that you know you know it's like if you are you're not gonna be able to you know empty out the ocean with the with the kitty bucket right? <laughs> you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to stem a tide by by a bucket brigade right right <laughs> like yeah okay. you have something but it's like it's not it's not going to be nearly mm-hmm. enough
0: right um one other thing going back to to Donald trump though um you know he is talking about um like doing the debates uh in miami uh on thursday
1: yeah that <laughs> you know he might still be spewing virus at that time right uh, i mean you know The thing is like the so the the virus like the tail end of virus is very very variable so some people stop very quickly other people like are shedding virus for a very long time
0: Mm.
1: so the typical way that you handle this is like you only consider negative if you have two consecutive day uh tests in two days that are negative and then you can be discharged so you should make sure that you're not shedding any virus like that but the question is whether he's going to accept that or not i don't know probably not but that means that everybody i mean right now i think the west wing is being endangered on a daily basis by a guy who's spewing virus around that's i have no doubt right how Hmm. much i don't know but the, the hispidium virus, I'm pretty sure that hispidium virus.
0: Well, I mean, like, is it, like, have there been cases of people that would, like, stop, like, you know, really being infectious, um, like, three, four days after, like, you know, the diagnosis?
1: Well, yeah, but it's, like, normally it's basically uh, the the general recommendation is, like, 10 days after the onset of symptom is the absolute minimum. Wow. So his Absolutely. onset of symptom, you know, the the basically the the onset of symptoms for him was what was it Thursday
2: Thursday, Friday? yeah.
1: So you just can count the days. So until the end of this week, he should not
0: be out and about. Yeah.
1: Especially so, without look, a without a mask.
0: What about okay? So like so this this brings up like something that doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump, but like I I know people who um adhere to a very strict like. You know, two week um, like quarantine. I think there's also countries that like stick to a two week quarantine. Yeah. Like for example, my
1: workplace. Two weeks weeks is sort of like uh, I forgot. Not uh, two two weeks is um, is something like a ninety nine point five percent chance that the virus is cleared, or that you not that 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 you will not have developed. So pretty good. It's pretty good. And actually, for example, that's, that's different in different places. So for example, um, in Germany, you have to have like two tests. They're negative. You're in quarantine. If you're two tests negative in quarantine, you can go out and about after you come in from somewhere else. And so they don't have the 10 days as long as you test negative. So they use PCR tests and that. In Japan, they test you on the way in mm-hmm. to see if you have it. Just a single test. You wait six hours, Then they take you, um, and then you go quarantine somewhere. And it's not defined where, which is could be, you know,
0: your So why would you house, have to it's continue it's quarantining after you've been tested? And what? if you te- if you've been te- if you test and you test negative, why would you have to continue quarantining?
1: Ah, because the. Because the, the negative test is not very reliable. The the negative tests can be, you know, it can be, so the, okay, depending on, so let's say you, you were infected in the plane. Mm -hmm. If you are infected in the plane for the first two days, the probability of a false negative is something over 50, 60%. Oh, wow. Uh, So. The best scenario, when you are actually the, the most reliable test, the days after infection is about six, seven days after the contact, where after contact with the virus, where the false negative rate is in the, in the 20, 30, 20% range. Generally wow. speaking, the probability of a false negative of a, of a PCR test is about 30%.
2: That's pretty high,
1: isn't it? Pretty high. That's why most of the places that are strict about things require two and yeah. two tests. Two tests will give you a confidence of around ninety-seven percent.
2: Wait is is that um the one that goes in your nose?
1: Nose, throat,
2: saliva. But there's one that's easier that one that's they say is very painful. Like right? yeah, they so shove that, a, they so shove that thing way up your nose. Yeah. I mean, it's far up there.
1: Yeah, the nose one is the so we talked about this a little bit earlier. The, yeah. Where the virus grows the most is in the nose. So therefore, if you want to uh. go there. The throat is also somewhere where it grows really well. So, you know, either the nose or the throat. But people think the nose is where you have the most virus. Therefore, you know, probably the most reliable place to sample it. from.
2: Wow.
0: Um, There was a case recently of a woman who received a, a nose test and apparently like it punctured the back of um, her head. Um, she apparently had a certain unknown uh, potential ailment where I guess things were really thin between, you know, from um, somewhere between the nose and the mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this one? And No, like- but I,
1: I can, I can see this happening, but also for example, like uh, people who do too much coke and <laughs> the, the septum is basically necrotic because the, The coke makes this vasoconstriction, and there's not enough blood, and that stuff dies off. You could Mm -hmm. actually go through it.
0: Wow. Yeah, like apparently, like brain, like brain fluid or something like that was like you know it 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 comes through. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's like there there are certain surgeries, for example, to your pituitary, where Mm -hmm. the access is through your nose. So, for example, the way that like there are certain parts. Let's say if you have like things that are kind of like towards the center of your brain, there's no surgical approach pathway. And mm. some of those, the best is the nose.
2: Sounds awful. Okay. So, wait. So, back to Donald Trump. Still, one question is what's your prediction? I mean, let, from what you've seen up to now, do you think he's fine? I mean, I think, we, it's, more, it, or, I think it,
1: like, it's more likely than not that he's going to be fine. I mean, he has that. I mean, he had the best treatment that you could possibly have in terms of, and kind of early, almost everybody else gets this treatment kind of late.
0: Yeah. Him because being, the, the earlier you get treated, thing. the better you are, yeah. right?
1: Well, so he got treated like, you know, super early for everything, like the best time frame for everything. So it's very likely that, you know, he's gonna be okay. But the fact that he had to use, you know, the dexamethasone tells me that even under those circumstances where he got everything that was stacking the deck in his favor, he was having some issues. So if they had gone a little bit later, we probably would not be okay.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. Because so he's like, a kind of in a, he's in an at risk kind of a category, right?
1: Yeah. But that's like I that's, mean, that's he's got he's
2: he's you know, he's a he's an older dude, he's a large man. According to it, what six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds? More like six foot three hundred and twenty pounds, right? Yeah. He's not two hundred and thirty.
1: No, he's he's probably more than that.
2: But he's like three. To, he's like three hundred north of three hundred. Correct. I mean, wouldn't you think?
1: I don't know. It's like, it's have you ever
2: seen that? You ever seen that guy? He's got a boiler. Like he's a yeah. gigantic man.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think he's like three hundred plus. Anyway, so I was. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm looking at going. He's got all these things that are absolutely awful, but then he's kind of like the medicine is actually helping and maybe working for him.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, these are...
2: Alone, he'd probably be dead, right? By now.
1: Yeah, I think it's like if, if he had no treatment, yeah, he probably would not. I think he's very likely not to make...
0: make so it. I've got a question here. Um, and uh, Tristan asks, um, is it possible to test positive and be diagnosed on a Friday and then test negative on Monday and Tuesday? like the president's doctor is saying.
2: Oh, is he testing negative now?
0: Well, that's what I the doctor apparently is
1: saying. I think it's very unlikely. If you actually look at any of the normal, you know, the, the, the things that have been published of what individual patients, where they follow them through, mm-hmm. that's like, is it, it's going to be lower, but it's not going to be negative.
0: Right, yeah, it's and like, then he asked, like, uh, "What is the shortest amount of time it can take to test negative after testing positive?"
1: Um, I think probably like in the in the range of five days or
0: so. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Um, let me see. Did, I, I did, did you
2: at any time from what, like over the weekend think that he was going to get into big trouble, like health wise, or did, were you kind of watching it at it all, or did you did well, you actually not? You know, I was wondering if you were just watching. And reading as much as you could about it or did you were you kind of indifferent like also
1: you well, know what I, I, mean? I read about it I yeah actually I was like I was <clears throat> I was checking the the news and things like that but then it's like very quickly that I realized that this is what they're saying is unreliable because there are co- inconsistencies left and right and then all the inconsistencies when you okay I don't know it's like you're you're telling me things but I, I really don't know what I can believe and th- the things that they're telling you, are completely incompatible with each other. So, I mean, you know, either they're lying or they're incompetent. And neither of them is good, right?
0: Right, right. Um, Richard Richmond Pinball asks, what the fuck is going on between the FDA and White House over vaccine approval requirements? I don't ah. understand how the White House has the power to control the scientific community from just sharing facts.
1: Ah, well there's a so that's that's more like a regulatory issue the the fda wants to put basically they say okay you have to observe the vaccine for two weeks before you know so for two months before before you can approve anything or declare it to be relatively safe even have the emergency use authorization and that's what the fda said you have to observe it for you know, from the last dose that you get. But if you do that, then any possible authorization would happen after the election. So what they're trying to do is that, okay, we're making, we're not making this requirement. Anytime that we say that there is some effect of the vaccine, um, then it's like, we're going to declare it, that it works. Well, there's a cat. There's a cat. There's a cat.
2: <laughs> oh. I was like, "Your hair is fl- flowing, but it's oh. a cat." Okay. Yo,
0: the... oh, what be oh, a beautiful cat!
2: That cat has the eyes of evil.
0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, anyway, cat. Yeah. cat break.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: anyway,
0: that's
1: like yeah. That that cat is Francis. Okay, um, anyway, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so where were we? Ah,
0: we're talking about yeah, the, uh,
1: the authorization. So yeah, so basically like that, but that has become like super relevant because for example, the both the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine just mm-hmm. today, they announced that they had, I think at least five people who had severe uh, side effects. People wow. who develop a high fever, uh, basically incapacitating headaches, and things like that so there is a so there is an uh, report of severe side effects from uh, from um, from both of those lead oh. RNA vaccines so wow. you know the, and this happened well, right about of
0: how many thousands of te- uh, thousands of people that they're testing uh, testing their
1: the their targets were like 30,000 people
0: right
1: but you actually have to have uh, so the 30,000 people and you actually have to have sufficient of those to be infected. Because otherwise you don't know whether it worked or not. Right. You have like, you have basically your placebo and you actually basically um, the, the actual two people. And then you have to have two injections because we already know that this virus naturally, you don't get very good immunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have actually seen like two cases where it was clearly demonstrated, one in Hong Kong, where a person was reinfected after four and a half months. One virus was from Hong Kong, one virus was from Spain. He, he got tested on his way back from Spain and got infected by a virus from Spain. And another person in Reno. In one case, the, the person had mild symptoms and then the Hong Kong one and then asymptomatic the second time. And the second one person became worse the second time. So we don't know because we don't have enough numbers whether the, so basically like in four or five months you probably can become susceptible to the virus again, even if you had a natural infection. So the, so the vaccine has to be better than a natural infection and developing immunity, which is possible. We have vaccines that are that against things that naturally people don't become immune to viruses. So for example, Gardasil, the human papilloma virus vaccine that prevents cervical cancer in women—that one is something that you naturally don't ever develop good immunity. But with three shots of Gardasil, you can actually get really good protection against this virus. So it's it's possible to develop this. So, but it requires most of these call you a, bo- a booster shot. So you get the first shot, and then in the case of the of the vaccine, the coronavirus vaccines, is um, you get a second shot something in the order of 19 to 21 days after you get a second shot and that's supposed to boost your immune system further Mm -hmm. so the people who had the side effects they got the side effects when they got the second shot with the booster shot oh so so basically that has to do is almost certainly has to something to do with the immune response of these people they're getting immune response but it's so strong that um that cause some problems.
2: So we're not ready. There's no vaccine coming soon. Well, no, there's yeah. no October surprise of a vaccine. Oh, right? I, uh,
1: I, don't, I don't think that's realistic. I mean, it's like also like, I would not trust it. If even if they said that in October, they'll release it. I would not trust it because, you know, any normal vaccine process takes years or decades to be out. Right. In normal circumstances. We're trying to push this ahead and we're willing to take some risk because this is such a societal disruptive event, mm-hmm. you know. And we are willing to say, okay, it's not gonna be perfect. Some people are gonna do badly with this thing, but the question is like, where do you draw the line? And mm-hmm. then it's like that's basically what happened inside. And also the other thing that's super important. Is like, how can we know how long the vaccine lasts? And there's no way that we can know how long the vaccine lasts until we wait that amount of time. Right? So, their goal of the, the stated goal of the companies is that what they would consider success is that if a vaccine that gives substantial immunity that lasts six months or
2: more. I knew it. Six months. Uh, you, yeah. you told us last time. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is like your wow. measure of
1: success. Right? So, but it yeah, lasts, low, low
2: measure, the lowest possible measure of success, right? Is yeah, the idea. because we already yeah. know
1: that other people, now we know that some people got in- reinfected in four and a half months. And we know that mm-hmm. an antibody response of people disappears around three months, or three to
2: four months. So in this case, um, Science just can't beat this virus, huh?
0: Not within the time frame that the president just,
2: just, wants. Just sheer science. I'm talking but science. I mean, you could say, hey, if everyone wore a mask, or like really isolated each other for whatever it is, right? A month or two months. It it could be gone, right? Type of thing. But Well,
1: you know, science has this. No, that that, that, a that a requires model humans, model. though.
2: I'm talking about just science.
1: Okay. <laughs> Basically, like. Okay, you want technological solutions where you don't have to put any, but basically you yeah. don't have to have oh, a behavior. No, we're or, lazy.
2: We, no, we, yeah. I'm, it's we're like Gen lazy. Z style here. We just want instant results and no work put in. Yeah. So give Feed me, motherfucker. That's, that's really it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, that's it. Feed me.
1: Yeah. It's basically like, like, the, yeah. Like, the, the, like the solution to obesity that says, okay, I'm not going to, I still want to eat what I eat, I just, and I don't want to exercise. I just want exercise in a pill. And
0: yeah. just give me and like, help me shed like, you know, like six inches of my waistline or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, this, is, this is the kind of solution that you said they want. So, no, you know, I mean, I'm just, so, I'm just
2: saying that's, that, that is the human hope actually, right? Is that's the, exactly what they hope for, yeah. you know, but uh, that. No, that,
1: I'm not saying it's like impossible, right? Like, most of these things, like the less you have to do, is like the more effort has to go into it. So you, and also like, and also because yeah. the virus has only been around, you know, for now, you know, a year,
2: um, 11, a little over a year, huh? months
1: or so, you know, not quite uh-huh. a year, yeah, as far as we can tell, you know, since December of last year. So um, you know, you haven't had enough people and enough time to work all these problems out.
2: Um, but as a scientist, do you think this is going well? Not not the virus, but the response to the virus oh, yeah. scientifically? And,
1: and the, the the willingness of people to respond to it has been like spectacular. and People really want to do something about it. I mean, there are lots of people who wanted to drop whatever else they were doing to do this kind of thing. But also the, the thing is, like the opportunities to do this, like the funding, the 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 availability of resources is just not there. So although there was a lot of talk about it, I don't think that like, I mean, like for example, in terms of the funding, that almost of all, all of it, in my impression is like, it went to very few places and then mostly went to the, the vaccine program. I mean, rightfully so, but you should probably allocate some more funds. You had to spend you know, over a trillion in the stimulus package, in the rescue package, right? And then it's like how you didn't spend more than maybe a couple billion, which is a thousand-fold difference, you know, in terms of trying to get things moving. So anyway, you should try to recruit all the people who are willing to do something and, you know, to do stuff. So... But, I mean, it's like if you, in you know, a half-assed job doesn't get anything done in this particular case. It's basically like, it's kind of like what, what we have, like in the U.S. in terms of containment strategy. We have these half-assed containment strategies. They're like, yeah. You know, let's say California does a really good job. But if Florida does doesn't and everybody else comes from Arizona, then California yeah. screwed. Although they did their homework and, you know, same thing everywhere, right? So you need to have a coordinated thing. It's like, and you know, although we have China as an authoritarian country, people are partying. People are going on nope, vacation. There's raves. People, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this kind of thing. But they did their homework. They can do this if they if it, if it was really that high of a risk. They would, you know, if they allow people to do this when the 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 virus was still around, they would be throwing away. The entire
2: effort. So the,
1: the so the fact that like we
0: did,
2: yeah, or we have or, right, yeah,
1: kind of so, yeah. So the fact that they're doing this and not and this stuff is not coming back, that tells me that you know they're not faking that the country is clean. You know.
2: So do you think? I mean, w- much more money would have helped a vaccine be made. Uh, no, faster no, at this I point. Think
1: the, I think I don't think the the more money would make the vaccine, but you should prepare for the next step. Like, for example, okay, if I, if you have the vaccine, the, these are your lead vaccines, but do you have a backup plan to that? And do you have a backup plan to your backup plan? If you, this one doesn't work, what do you do next? And there's no talk whatsoever, you know, about what would happen if like these, you know, I would say... Um, six or seven efforts that there are and they're basically based on two technologies if those two don't work what will they do i haven't heard a single thing about what would happen if those don't work
2: i mean hardcore take- lockdown huh? hardcore lockdown
1: well I mean, <laughs> that would be one way if they if they if they were willing to have a hardcore lockdown enforced by the national guard you know where people get shot for not wearing their face mask <laughs> that's kind of thing you, know, you should
2: get shot for being seen <laughs> but yeah, yeah okay. or
1: something anyway if, if they were to do it and also the massive testing and and, and basically because and and yeah, contact that too you know because I, just testing that also doesn't do anything
2: yeah
0: you know, um, sure. Los Angeles has been in what you know, has been called the purple, um, like, stage of, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, quarantine or yeah. shutdown or whatever. However, like, whenever I go out, whenever I, like, walk around, like, say Sawtelle or where Giant Robot is or, like, yeah. I, there it is, especially on a weekend, it is, like, there are people everywhere. And, um, I imagine like that is the way it is in a lot of areas where a lot of people congregate, um, as a virologist, what do you see when you see this?
1: Well, I mean, I think I understand that people are tired and sick of this, but it's like, if you do a half ass job, you have to do it forever. If you do a good job, it's a limited amount of time that you have to do this. So that's, I mean, that's that's from a, you know, what do you want to do? It's like, is is a it's a societal choice that we're making.
0: Do but we actually bite hell. the bullet
1: for a short time, or do we actually have to deal with this? Never get the thing done and have to go back and forth and live with a moderate level of discomfort forever.
0: What What about like in the beginning? Like I remember when like. March and March and April, like it was like it, I felt like LA was like going hardcore with like like the freeways were almost empty uh-huh. and yeah you know like nobody was out on the streets and like toilet paper was like nowhere to be found.
1: Well, that, the toilet paper thing is like is a complete nonsense. Right? Why that happened? Yes, but it's just one of those like people's perception of it.
0: I'm just using the toilet paper as a marker of time, you know, know, but like, didn't that help at all?
1: No, it helped. If you actually look at the curve in LA, it actually peaked and it went down, but didn't Mm. go all the way down. Mm. I mean, we had enough activity in LA that was, I mean, a lot of it was the essential workers and people who couldn't afford, but you know, that's, that's the thing. Like if you have other places, you know, when people couldn't afford things, you have government help for the people who cannot afford so they could stay home. Right. Right. If you actually, if you provide means for people to stay home, they will stay home. It's just when they cannot stay home, then people have to break the rules because they have no choice. Right. Right. It's basically like the same thing. Why do we want to take care of, now it should be obvious to everybody, why do you pe- want to treat people in skid row for, potential infectious diseases because if you take the uh, those diseases out of the people in skid road they're not going to spread it to everybody else right right you don't want to have a reservoir of disease sitting there that whenever the, the circumstances are right then it can spread into the larger community and get everybody else you know and then you know it's, this is not about fairness okay they didn't pay their taxes therefore they should not get health care you're protecting yourself by giving healthcare to the people to prevent them to infect you later on. Right. This kind right. of thing. So yeah.
0: you, you, you solve a lot of your problems by buffering, you know, the your you know, making sure that your neighbors aren't going to become problems.
1: Yeah. And also like for example, like for example, for the longest time the CDC strategy to manage aggressively what was going on in Africa. And in China. And so, if we can solve the problem in Africa and in China, then we don't have to deal with the problem here. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's, if if you have the pandemic flu and it never gets out of China or like SARS last time, that it barely got into the US, got a little bit to Canada, but mostly was like stopped in Asia, then nothing happened. Like MERS, (laughs) the other coronavirus, it was stopped. You know, in the Middle East and in Asia, there was an outbreak in Korea, but it right. never made it here. Right?
2: So. Is it because, um, like let's say China, for example, is more authoritarian, and that's like that's the place where you want to nip in the bud. It's it's nippable in that bud, <laughs> but uh, once yeah. it gets here, it's really hard to control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I mean,
1: there there is part of that. I think there's truth in that.
2: You know, there's a little bit of control there. Like, what is it they were doing is nail gunning people's doors shut and stuff like that, right? But, yeah. you right. know, and arresting people on the street and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just think um, for us here, we have too many different uh, beliefs and of freedom, I guess. You know, beliefs yeah. of freedom. And then, you know what I mean? And maybe attitudes. I mean, I was earlier making fun of, like, Gen Z, Hey, just, you know, like... I don't want to do anything i just want i just want a vaccine and uh i want to be able to not change my life right but it's one of those things where um no, that's kind of human nature, i guess right that's yeah. not everybody but it's human nature it's everyone yeah. it's it's every generation yeah. everywhere to some extent we want the easiest way out right that's yeah i I want the easiest way out frankly like yeah. you know I'd love to just take a pill and be done with this but uh yeah, yeah. I mean that's I you know in, the true inside that's just i wish it was like that, but uh yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I think that's the problem. We actually believe that maybe. I mean,
1: we all want it to be like that. The question yeah. is whether it can be
2: like that. Yeah. No, but I think some of us believe it can be, so we're just like fuck all, <laughs> you know. I'm waiting for this pill, the magic pill to happen, you know. I I want to keep partying, you know, or whatever it is, but yeah, yeah. I, I I think we're just too we're too different. <laughs> here.
0: Why why do you think the CDC isn't tra- um contact tracing? the White House right now?
1: they uh, are no, not letting them? <laughs> <laughs> what? They said they're not... They, I, I saw them in the news that they said they're not contact tracing.
0: Right, why? Yeah. They
1: don't want to? I mean, it's like... Is it a have... political
0: reason or... I mean,
1: I'm pretty sure it's a political reason. There is no scientific reason not to contact trace.
0: Do you think that it has... Like, the White House is putting pressure on the CDC to not, like, you know...
1: I would imagine... Because there's like, if you want to control this thing, the logical thing to do is to contact trace. So you, all the people that you suspect are potentially infectious, you stop them. Mm -hmm. And then once Mm -hmm. you stop it, then, you know, you're most, you're much more likely to stop the spreading of this thing. Right now it's basically like, okay, whoever is infected is infected. And it's basically if they're asymptomatic still till now. They still have a chance to infect everybody else.
2: Yeah. Do you think everybody, I guess, I don't know if you've read, but do you think people in the white house and all the people that might've gotten, um, infected via maybe that party or whatever was the event they had? Do you think they're getting the same treatment as Donald Trump?
1: Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah.
2: You don't know. Okay. I wasn't uh, sure if you've read uh, anything. Uh, yeah. Cause like, like, cause Chris Christie got it and he too is a large yeah. man. Yeah. Like he's he, probably very at risk, uh, like yeah. he's a really huge guy Yeah. and that he could be at risk. You know who that is? Yeah. Luke. Chris uh,
1: Christie. New Jersey. Chris, Chris former Christie? New Jer-
2: yeah. Former governor of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he got it too. So I'm like, he he's probably in that at risk group yeah. as well. Cool. But uh, yeah, you, they haven't said anything about that because they, yeah, no. Okay. Wasn't sure if you heard anything. I don't
1: know. I was like, I mean, I it just seems it like-,
2: like all these people in the white house, someone seems like out of the, by percentages, is going to get sick badly.
0: And yeah, Stephen Maybe Miller it. just got announced earlier today um, as being infected.
2: Yeah. Just someone's got, I'm just wondering if, I mean, of the white house group, I'm wondering if they're going to give them better treatment. So no one gets intubated basically. So they look better. You I know what I mean? Like, like, you
1: know, I, I think at this point is like, I think like you, you would definitely want to give them both antibodies and remdesivir. Entire yeah. To, they're
2: probably all getting it right you don't want I, like I three, you you don't want two or three people to get intubated that were infected maybe at that event and then uh,
1: yeah but the, the thing is like um it just looks really bad so yeah. the, the, the antibody, i don't know the antibody is an interesting case also because um that one they they gave trump officially there was a fda exception made for that
0: oh for just him for him is it
1: just for him and then it was given by the company as compassionate use
0: compassionate Mm. use
1: yeah it's basically like that was the that was the thing but it's like that you know this compassionate use is really rare and is very you know the majority of people who get sick are not going to be able to get it Right now, the only people who can get it are the people who are enrolled in the clinical trial. So, if you're basically any normal person, you will not be able to access that.
2: Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I guess in that way, it's good to be president, but. (laughs) Yes, I mean, Uh, you
1: definitely are getting better treatment than anybody else.
2: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, shoot. Any other questions, Luke?
1: Are you okay, Luke?
2: Because <laughs> like, well, I ask it
0: every time. T- 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 we are, we I, are all fucked. <laughs> I ask it every time,
2: Gerald. I ask it every time. Man, are Are we going to be okay, man? <laughs>
0: you're going to be
1: okay. I think you're going to be okay. But just stay away from the virus. Stay, <laughs> stay away from the virus because... I, I, be so, recover. Like,
0: you know, like... I was, I went by, um, I stopped by Giant Robot on Sunday and like I walked by Tsujita, like, Mm -hmm. you know, from across the street and like the entire, all the tables are being used. There are people walking all around that fucking corner. Oh, no one like is seated, is wearing a mask. And they're close.
2: Like they're actually close, right? Like if I coughed and you're literally an arm's length because I'm walking by you right you're not six feet away
0: no and like i'm i, I look at that and i'm like air goes down right <laughs> um, oh go
2: straight
1: down am
0: i like thinking logically or am i being like paranoid
1: oh i think it's like um from japan there were a whole bunch of studies that showed that restaurants are major source of um you know of spreading
2: of even outdoors population. What what about outdoors? That's You said that was an experiment last time. I'm wondering if... Uh, no, no, they, I mean, it I, seems like it's better, but I don't know.
1: I mean, I think technically it should be
0: 20-fold better. That's what we think of yeah. outdoor, in general. like 20. But I'm not
2: hearing anyone getting sick from outdoor dining. Like, I haven't heard that yet. I'm not I'm
0: yet. hearing about anybody getting sick from airplanes. Like, what are like what are those... No, they
1: are, they are things from airplanes. So there was, like, a case that I just read from... um um think either morbidity mortality weekly report or oh my favorite zine yeah, yeah or emerging infectious diseases one of the two journals oh, that's a hot
2: zine too yeah <laughs> Those so,
1: are hot. yeah so that's a hot zine <laughs> right now it's a hot zone zine <laughs> all right
2: so so yeah. it's happening there's air, airplane Would transmissions from airplane
1: case of uh, two passengers you know infecting the crew oh my early god on, or class? is
0: this like um like now are no, it's pay-
1: like, I mean, the reports, by the time it gets into a paper, it has passed several months. It's not like. Right. Oh, I see. No, no, no. Right. So
0: like, you know, is the mask like even in an airplane helping?
1: Definitely. And also like the other interesting thing that came out from a study in China is that glasses are helping.
2: Yeah, Which, I heard don't, that. I do
1: understand exactly why. But Blocking, <laughs> blocking
2: particles in the eye.
1: So when when the when when people you know early on in the infection in China, they actually had uh, the all the healthcare workers were wearing like the full goggles and mm-hmm. they're they're talking about you know, infection through the eye and stuff like that, and then we didn't hear about it for a long time. But then the study came out and then look at uh, in this in this uh, in this city in China, I forgot the name of the city, but it's basically the, you know generally. Um, you know, in general, like the, the risk of people to be in, uh, infected was like 30% for that age group and things like that. But if you wore glasses, the probability of being uh, to, 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 to be in the ICU was only like 5% of people were in the, you know, for the same equivalent group in terms of age and everything else normalized. If you wore glasses, only 5% of people
2: ended up in the hospital. Maybe you touch your eyes less. I'm not yeah, sure. either you
1: touch your eyes less, or actually, it actually provides some physical protection that your eyes get. you know, The droplets are less likely to end up in your eyes.
0: Yeah,
2: It's
1: not Luke, really get, clear get, exactly. get
2: They only get some glasses, to... Luke.
0: I should I should look into it. I, I I do feel like my eyes are kind of getting tired lately, but like you know. <laughs>
1: uh, well, anyway, what so, about
0: the argument for gloves? Like I I'm I I hate wearing those freaking plastic gloves because like it just you know makes my hands sweat, you know, like you know, versus just like, you know, every time I go somewhere I reach for that bottle of like, you know, hand sanitizer and I think
1: <clears throat> I think the gloves and the things like that, you know, <clears throat> gloves has a behavioral disadvantage. So a behavioral disadvantage of gloves is that if you wear gloves and then you think that you're safe, you're gonna start doing unsafe things with your gloved hands. Hmm. You can you can start touching everything and spraying like that. Whereas you know, if you actually just use hand sanitizer and wash them frequently, don't touch your face and stuff like that. I think, in a practical sense, this is my sense, but I don't haven't seen a study comparing the two. I think this is um, this might actually be in a functional way, in a practical way, it might be better if you just wash your hands frequently and don't touch your face and and basically
0: use and sanitizer frequently, et cetera. Right. So, like, uh, I, 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 because I, I, you
1: have, the awareness is much more important.
0: Right, because I, I mean, I can understand, like if you're working like at a restaurant and you're handling money and you're handling credit cards yeah. all the time, like yeah, exactly. like well, one after another, after another, after another, exactly. you know, like having a, a glo- having gloves yeah. might like, yeah. you know. Kind yeah, of I, think,
1: I think in that situation, I think it's like, you know, we can just all use common sense. It's like, if something sticks, you know, mm-hmm. how would it, how would you pass this thing on? It's like the thing that early on that I told you guys that there was this NHK documentary where they had a fake buffet where they had this invisible paint and right. then you'd see where all the paint went.
0: Right, with the black light. Yeah. Yeah,
1: with the black light. And then you could actually see that. I think that, that exemplifies how things
2: transmit.
0: Mm, right, right. You know, yeah.
2: That's everywhere, basically.
0: Yeah. Gloves, but, optional masks required. Glass yeah, is I a think, great idea.
2: Yeah, I think
1: that is a yeah. I think that's a that that's a. I think that's a good guideline. And also like, and get masks that work, whenever possible.
0: <laughs> and masks that work, such as N95s, do, do, do well, the triple layer. It's like like, you can
1: actually get the Korean ones, the KF94s. They actually, I saw some people testing those, yeah. and in terms of filtration, they are actually some of them look better than. K95.
0: Yeah, I saw, i see ads, I get ads on Facebook for those. Yeah, the websites. problem is like, you,
1: what, what can you trust, right? So the problem is like, you can trust, and, so, and some people are, tr- you know, um, if you believe these people, they actually, the tests look legit, the, mm-hmm. the way they tested look legit, and then the, and the numbers seem, you know, it, it looks like a real test to me, and and, and the way they're doing it seems correct. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there there are people who are actually testing some of these masks because there's no way for you to test yourself,
0: right? You know, what do you, like what about those weird news, like at the, those experiments they show on like the nightly news, where it's like, oh, there's a like they put a, a mask on a like a mannequin thing that exhales whatever partic- uh, particles, and um, yeah. you know they show like, okay, well here's what it's like, you know, with a typical medical mask, and here's like you know a scarf. You know, yeah. or whatever. Like, Yeah,
1: I mean, those uh, are the ways people actually, this is the normal way people test these kind of things. Okay. And, that's, uh, okay. That's, uh, that's an, and normally you actually just do it with salt water because you don't want to put the real virus in. Right. So actually we're making something along those lines. Too. We're making this virus, the real virus, but it doesn't have any genetic material. So it's completely safe. Right. And we're just going to put it in these particles and droplets and see what doesn't material does it stick to and how many can you get into a droplet? How many, would you, how many would land and, you know, to get some of this data. So, yeah, so Junko and myself made a whole bunch of them. Now you can actually see them. They're fluorescent. So you put them on the black light, they shine green or they shine red. Right, right, right. They, wow. You they actually visualize them. And the other ones that we can, you know, uh, we're making is that like you can develop. So they will be, if the virus is there, they'll make a black stain. Mm. So you can actually see, oh, it's stuck to this thing. And like, but these are fake viruses you can do test with, to test materials, wow. to test face masks, and cool. see this. So yeah, so we're trying to make some of these things.
2: Wow, awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, Gerald, it it's yeah, always great having you on this. Show. Yeah, thanks like, for thanks for
2: coming on, man. I appreciate it. Okay,
0: like, I feel I, more unsafe, but more, it, it I, kind of grounds I me. Understand. Like this, every time we talk on this podcast, I feel like I get a better, stronger understanding of what the hell's going on out there, you know, um, of, of how this is working. You know, I mean, I obviously I have when it comes to actual treatments, I have no freaking clue. But like, you know, like it, I, I think you just—it it always helps to like be reaffirmed of like, you know, yes, you read that right, you know, because a lot of the the you know the the yeah. you know yeah, the, the problem is, is just kind of like <laughs> you yeah. know
1: the, the biggest problem is like we have too much unreliable information out there yes it's hard it's hard for you to figure out what is true and what is not true it used to be we have a couple of sources that we find reliable and we can re- pretty reliably say this is this is probably true because it came from here or there mm-hmm. but now it's like it's, it's a shit
0: show. <laughs> it is a shit show it's, yeah. in this country. Like it's just showing how the experiment fails. You know, if democracy is an experiment, you know, then like you know, it, yeah. it, it it's just shown like a gigantic. You know, like you know, we're we're only dealing with a freaking disease that has that like can take maybe like two percent of the, the population, which is a huge freaking number. But like, what if it was a five percenter? What if it was a ten percenter?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are diseases that take thirty percent plus of people, right? You know? And know. there was like a there was a four corners virus that took like hundred percent at the beginning. Wow, and that one that exists in the United States that's not important part. that's called a four corners virus because it's in the four corners. You know, like the New Mexico. The, the four corners of the state, you know. Oh, that was that, one. I think you
2: mentioned that before. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that one. Wow. That took everybody.
2: Wow. When was that? Uh, I think it was like late nineties. Mm. Late nineties? Yeah. I didn't even hear about it then. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Wait, I mean, I you mean like eighteen, ni- like eighteen nineties?
1: No, 19- <laughs> 1990s, right? No, seriously, I would
2: have. <laughs> wouldn't I have heard of that? I guess I. I Probably didn't even make the news.
1: Yeah. It still happens well, like you know, less, but it's still happening.
2: Yeah.
1: We we might get more with climate change though.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's another discussion. That. <laughs> That's another discussion. <laughs> if we get if we if we make it out of this, we'll deal with that.
0: Yeah.
2: We'll destroy that first to get out of this. Then we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we raised the temperature so high here that no like coronavirus could possibly
1: survive oh, I would not be surprised if this coronavirus that appeared is actually a consequence of climate change for example like something like oh, that could be okay, you had co- constant climate change the bats move from one place to another they were right, no right, longer right. they right. were no longer in the forest they're looking for other places because they don't have enough food anymore yeah they might and, be
2: eating different kinds of things that react a different way yeah,
1: they're interacting with, actual More society. Contact with humans yeah, yeah. and it, but anything that will cause more contact with humans will cause this. So, we
2: should be watching out for the next one.
0: Yeah. Oh. Terrible. Right? So, <laughs> okay. Thank you, Gerald. Oh. Wait.
2: <laughs> Lastly, should we be getting a flu shot?
1: Yes. You definitely should get a flu shot.
2: I've never had one in my life. So is it time?
1: Yeah. It's like. If, I've never had one. It's time now to get the flu shot because, like, if you get the other thing together with the flu, you're going to be worse off.
0: Um, I usually get my flu shots in November. Like, is that too late in the season or? No,
1: it's okay. It's like, I mean, the thing is like, if you take it too early, is the, is the drawback that the immunity kind of drops a little bit. Mm, right. So, so what is it connect... the,
0: like, like, is it October, like this October month? October is, good, is good
1: because before, it especially here, October mm. is good because it's before the temperature and humidity starts changing.
0: Right, right. So.
2: Let's be at the top of that bell curve, Luke. <laughs> right time, the right time. It's yeah. coming soon. Timing the right time is. Do, glad you didn't do it a month ago. The timing mm-hmm. is right, coming right up, according to Gerald. Get your flu shot yeah. soon. Like, What's too late? Like December, because you're yeah, still December going up the curve. Like, yeah, you're just on your way up. Too late. Yeah.
1: Mm. So, for example, people people were like uh, wondering what, what happened the last time when the coronavirus appeared the, you know, by the time the coronavirus appeared, the flu was already kind of going away, mm-hmm.
0: so then it's like,
1: they, you didn't have the coincidence of the two. Oh.
0: Is um there a difference between getting flu shots like at, like, a CVS or a Walgreens? No, they're,
1: they're all the same.
0: Oh, really? Like, yeah. so if I go to, like, it's just CVS walking distance from me, I could just go to that CVS, get my pay the whatever and get my flu shot. Yep. And it'll be the same thing. If I went to UCLA for my annual physical and got a flu shot there. Yep. It'll be the same. Okay.
2: Wherever you All want. Right, everybody. All right, everybody alright doesn't, doesn't matter. Get your flu shot. I guess I've never had one. So this might be the first time.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. I think that's was not a bad thing unless you're, you know, there's like, and I think they don't make them with eggs anymore. Before I was like, if people are allergic to eggs, they shouldn't have it because they made them oh. in eggs.
2: Mm-hmm. Weird. The,
1: the the vaccine was made from uh, out of eggs. So they take oh, an wow. egg, you you peel it off a little bit, and there's this membrane underneath, and that's where they grew the wow. the, the flu shot.
0: Oh wow. That's some delicate work there.
1: Yeah. Now basically you had like assembly chain of people doing that kind of thing, putting this thing on the coriolentoid membrane on the
2: Wow. Egg. Probably made in China by children, but
0: <laughs> it's all, it, it, you all need the perfect. delicate hands you need that great like muscle control, <laughs>
2: and you know when they when there's whips, you learn
0: <laughs>
2: when your parents get locked up because you fail, you learn
0: oh, I don't think it's that bad, but you uh-huh. do learn oh those are <laughs> <laughs> okay, bottom line is you learn by du- under duress you learn that's yes. that's probably under the fact duress, you learn, yeah, yeah. you're going yeah. for a
1: Singaporean model. <laughs>
0: You know, actually, that was one of the things I going oh, yeah. to mention was, like, you know, it, I read something that, like, the, um, which one of the um, antibody, like, injections that, like, um, that Trump got was apparently, like, based off of, like, a Singapore, kind of came from, sourced from a Singaporean, which is just ironic since Singapore is mostly Chinese, and, you know, so it's like, you know, the you Chinese... Know, the Chinese- yeah, yeah, you got a, you got a, a, a yeah, a the cure from a cure. Chinaman, you know, to cure the kung flu. <laughs> but like that's this, that's this like ironic kind of funniness, you know. Yeah,
1: it's possible. I don't know where the regeneron antibodies came from. where they actually came from, a person or not?
0: Yeah, I, I, it was some Singaporean friend of mine like posted it. I, I, yeah. I don't even want to look it up. <laughs> so, okay. but all right. All right.
2: Thank you, Gerald.
0: Thank you, Gerald. Appreciate right.
2: it. It's always yeah. a pleasure. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks
0: for having me. Um, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Okay.
2: Sayonara. Thanks.
0: Bye. Bye.